Hi my loves and welcome to a brand new episode of Her Hour. Shout out to our Hour Rangers. Thank you for joining us. Um, so basically in today's episode we will be continuing the Influence series. If you haven't seen any of our episodes on the Influence series, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for any of the other episodes. Um, so today we are going to be having the conversation as usual, diving into different aspects of what influence means and we are joined by a special guest. It was an amazing conversation. I think that you guys will really, really love it. There are so many great tidbits that you can learn from it so if you would like to enjoy this episode as much as i did stay tuned and keep watching okay guys so as you can see i am no longer by myself on the screen i'm now joined by two other lovely persons and obviously one of them is my amazing special talented beautiful uh the list goes on co-host and yeah let me let her introduce herself Hey, everybody. Hey, our rangers. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Vera, as you should already know if you are a true our ranger. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. Um, and then we are also joined by another, other, other special, special guest, someone who I actually got a chance to work with recently like at the end of last year an amazing woman an empress a queen and yeah let me let her let me let her introduce herself because you know here on her hour we don't introduce our guests they introduce themselves all righty uh, where do i start hello everybody Patience Piri. My name is Patience Piri, and I am a queen. I am an empress. I am coming to you from the royal city of endless blue skies, wide roads, clean water, wonderful people, royal. Okay, I could go on and on. Well, my name is Patience. <laughs> My name oh, is Patience <laughs> and I am a proud mother to a champion. I am a happy person. I am a creative. I am a woman and a very proud woman at that, despite everything that's going on. And most importantly, I am so happy to be here to join everybody else. And like, yay, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate having you here because I, I honestly think that you're someone who has been leading conversations in your sphere of influence. And, you know, 
it's such an honor to have you on after finally after finally after me being on yours in your space it's your turn to join and come and be in our space um but before we j- jump into the conversation we are sponsored our drinks are sponsored by an amazing local brand called Kuva Beverages and so if you guys feel like checking them out their social media handles should be on the screen right now so feel free to go and hit up their social media hit them up order some drinks get yourself going this lockdown we all know that this is like a really trying time so take advantage of the situation guys i know that a lot of people are like but isn't alcohol illegal right now and i'm like but isn't a lot of things illegal right now but we still do them anyway <laughs> but anyway 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 so basically today as i said we're talking about influence and so i want to just start off the conversation by asking an open ended question and the question is basically what does influence mean to all of us we can start with you Queen Empress. <laughs> I was about to do my pick me, pick me. Yes, me. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> influence to me means having a form of power where you can direct energies. Um is it in your family? Is it in your workspace? Is it in your community? Is it in your country? it has to be you must have some power and i think we all do the difference being some people can tap into it and harness it and push it out while some people pretend it's not there or they don't see it and they don't realize just how powerful they are that's my thought right. and influence i feel that i feel that vera do you have any little tidbits on influence for us Oh gosh, I I feel like I've been giving this <laughs> definition so much now. But yeah, I think I completely agree with you patients and I've just it's just you being able to get people to feel a certain type of way just from you know your perspective of that thing. So for example, if I think that blue is the only color that should be worn by women and then I actually get like quite a number of women to actually just be like you know what vera is right we shall only wear blue and then it just happens that's what influences so yeah right 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 i completely feel you both i feel like influence is understanding that there are a lot of people who enjoy the idea of having people to help them through their own thought processes so there are a lot of people who are willing to allow people to influence or help them along their way in the decision making processes so i think an influencer is someone who is conscious of their power in playing sort of um, that role of connecting a person to what they want. The next question that I would love to ask you guys is is along the lines of, you know, there's a lot of people who have come into influence by by nook or by crook they made a plan like there are a lot of people who are like i want that influence and i'm going to get it and there are a lot of people who you know it just happened overnight they just became like a viral sensation like you know that girl who was like 
meet me outside. How about that? You know, she became an overnight sensation and people were like, oh my gosh, this girl, we're so obsessed with her, you know? So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Catch you outside. So my question is, um, did you come into influence on purpose or is it something that you happened to stumble upon? Um, and if, if, okay, yeah, let me just start there and then I'll move on. Um, okay. I, I, I still think I'm yet to come into influence. I don't think I'm already there. Do I maybe have a, a certain power? I like the word power. Do I have a certain influence on some people? Yes, I do. Um, I think it's something that you build and you are never fully at the end of the influence summit. But I think it's something that you build over a period of time. But then you have, you have to be tested and you have to be found to be worth the influence because you could direct people and lead them over a bridge. And then everyone be like, mm, we don't trust that one. We don't trust that one. But if you're tried and tested by different people and people start to believe in what you're saying, they start to believe in what you're about, then obviously your sphere grows. And in that process, your network grows as well because more people are like, oh yeah, yeah I know someone yeah, hit up patience. So that means that it's growing and it's growing bigger. So did I work on it? Yes, I've, I am working on it. I can't say I worked on it as if it's done. It's something that I have to do each and every day that when I put myself out there, yes, I need to make sure that if my name is there, uh, if I'm here today and I'm part of the Our Rangers, I need to prove that I deserve to be in this space. I have worked to be in this space. And maybe from here, I then move on to the next thing. I shouldn't just come here and be like, yeah, y'all, I'm so fancy. Listen, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Y'all should bow down to me. Because once you do that, we are only as good as the people that hold us up. So once we start feeling like we are so great, the people that hold us up don't hold us no more. And we fall right smack on our asses. And right, we are nobody. Right. We are nobody. So we are nobodies that, unput, that, that, have, that have people that believe in them and lift us up and raise us up. So when you are nobody there and you start acting like a monkey because we are general monkeys and you start jumping up and down and people are holding you. They'll be like, no, listen, why don't you do this jumping up and down on the ground? Let's leave somebody else up. <laughs> right. right. I feel that. No, I feel that. I 1,000% yeah. feel that. I, I, I agree so with you. So that's my point. Vera, babe. Yeah, like, I completely agree with you. Um, for me, like, I, I did aspire for influence, like... I think ever since I was a kid, there was something in my mind that always wanted people to be inspired by me, I guess. I think that was like always the, my main aim in life was that I want to inspire people. And um, I remember there was a time in my life when I went through so much 
like nonsense. And I was like, you know what? It's cool because when I then tell people my life story, it's going to change someone's life. And I guess um, that's really like where the part of influence comes in. And yeah, I, I think I subconsciously worked on it. And why I say subconsciously is I continue to find myself in spaces where I had the chance to inspire people, influence people, things like that. And it wasn't a thing where I would go and say that I want to be in this space. I want people to see me talking about these stories and everything. I just found myself in that situation. But I think now where, when these things happen more intentionally, like when people actually ask me like, Hey, can you come and speak to this group of young people? Or if it's, you know, even sometimes now with the posts that I put up, I think I'm now more consciously thinking about, okay, what do I want the average girl to feel when they see something that I post or the average guy? If it's on all the way across the world, what, um, what opinion am I, am I putting out about Zimbabwean girls, about black girls, about girls with dreadlocks, you know? So um, I think now it's a, a lot of the work that I do, a lot of the things that I say are a bit more intentional, so yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think I'm the same as you, Vera. I think I, I definitely agree. I think I'm someone who kind of always had people staring at me, like I said before in the past. People have always been watching me or looking at me or paying attention to me. And I think because of that, it became a situation where I, I knew that there was power in people looking at you or people paying attention to you and yeah I guess I it just became natural for me to want to garner an, a voice um to want to use that because people are already looking at me okay so basically when I was grow growing up there was this thing that someone said and they were like people are looking at you people are going to stare people are going to look at you so you might as well give them a show. You know what I'm saying? Like they are looking, so give them something to be entertained by. So I was like, yo, I actually really, really feel that. So from that moment, I was like, yo, I'm going to give people a show, whether it's what they want to see or what it's not what they want to see. It's what I want to do. And it's mm -hmm. how I'm going to navigate this performance of life. Because essentially, to a certain extent, we are all performing life. We're all performing responsibilities, performing adulthood, performing humanity, performing social responsibility, performing all these different things. And because while we're on the note of social responsibility, I think that that's something that is so relevant when it comes to influences, so relevant when it comes to the sphere of speaking on influence. And I, I just wonder if you guys think that people in positions of influence have the responsibility of being socially responsible or if you think that they can just be quiet, be silent, what are your thoughts? Okay, um, so for me, I think definitely, I will only say this, people in a position of influence, you, it is your CSR. I think, um, you know, we have so many big brands. You have your Coca-Colas, you have your Econets, you have... Um, whatever i can't think of any other big brand but anyway we have all of these big brands and there's something called csr <laughs> corporate social responsibility and i think as individuals once you put yourself in that limelight you have that same responsibility you can't just live your life recklessly and just assume that well you know yolo um i've you know i know my rights you can't you have i think when it comes to big serious issues and i've said this every single time when it comes to big social issues that affect a bigger community of people, when it affects your country, 
when it affects your race, um, when it even affects your religion, I feel like people will look to you to say something. Um, and when you don't say something, to some extent, you are saying something because you're probably saying that like you don't care about it almost. So I think that, yeah, the minute you put yourself out there in the limelight, you have to say something when it's a big movement. Black Lives Matter, Zimbabwean Lives Matter, um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, even when it was the whole issue about, I think there was a time when they were talking about naming and shaming like rapists and stuff like that on Twitter and things like that. I think as women, we have to support each other and we can't be the ones who are, I'll be like, oh, well, like, you know, if they were asking for it, nah. As a woman, we're looking at you, we're looking to you to say something and to do something. So yeah, that's my opinion. You have to say something. As an influencer, I don't care what you are or who you are. As long as you put yourself as an influencer, you have to say something. Say something. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Reminds me of that um that Christina Aguilera song. Say something. I'm giving up. Say something. I'm giving up on you. Yes. Right, right, right. Because really, I'd be giving up on a lot of these celebrities because they don't, they don't be saying anything. Like, say something, babe. I'm giving up on you. Like, okay. <laughs> but I, I, can I come in there? Because go ahead, go ahead. Like, yes, we give too much people. We give people too much power. Listen, if something affects me. And it doesn't affect you. Speak. It affects you. It doesn't affect me. Why do you want me to speak for you? Number one. Number two, I think at times we want people to go for, we want people to Jesus for us mm. and carry the cross when we know that we got the sins. But Jesus is as pure as snow. But we want him to be the one that is crucified, dead, full water, and is the, the thingy hammered into a thing. And we are the ones who are busy out here doing the most. My thought is, at times, it's easier for people to misdirect their anger. So instead of directing their anger at bad governance, instead of directing their anger at homophobes, instead of directing their anger at racism, instead of directing their anger at tribalism, they would rather pick on me for not saying Black Lives Matter or Zimbabwe Lives Matter. Listen, I'm not the one. You picked the wrong one. Pick the person who you want that directed to. Go pick the president and say, Thank him, he's on Twitter, and say to him, hey, right. hey, me, this is how I feel. Don't want me to say, hi, Mr. President, on behalf of her hour, I am saying, <laughs> what if I don't feel that way? What if I actually am going through other things and I want to address that? What if I'm also afraid of having my door kicked in at 3 a.m.? Mm. Listen, I'm not built for jail. I won't even lie to you. I'm not right. built for jail. If you've seen our people, I'm not that one, guys. They yeah, would really like, like you. I let like me to just, you, let me just tell you, they would really like you in that jail cell. I've seen you. You're really pretty and you're soft. They would like. They would eat you out. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I don't want to be eaten out. I don't want to be eaten at all. <laughs> right? <laughs> so living in Zim is already like serving in some prison. I don't know if it's a minimum or a maximum prison. 
So imagine if I actually have to go in there, guys. At times, I, I hear that uh, to whom much is given, much is expected. I hear that. But at, like I'm saying, I feel that we misdirect our energy. If we direct that energy to who it's supposed to be directed to, instead of trying to send people to the front, why are you sending other children uh, to the front? Why are you not leading? Why are we not being the leaders that we want? What's that thing that might, who said it? Be the change that you want to see. Take the lead. Why do you want somebody else's child to die? In Debele, there's a saying, whatever, loose translation is, uh, the, in the home of a coward, there's no funeral. Because listen, ain't nobody trying to die out of this street. Right. So my thing is, yes, I social responsibility. I will speak out. Personally, I will speak out on social injustices, where women are concerned, where children are concerned, things like that. Politics, guys, politics is a dirty game. People are out here cashing in on this speaking out while we're thinking they're speaking out for us. People are buying cars, people are buying houses, and you, you are busy here speaking, speaking, and nothing is coming for you beside the farmer from the police guy, a jail sentence, door kicked in, your landlord kicking you out because you are causing wara wara things and things like that. I choose, personally, I choose what I speak about. Is it something that, what's the word, aligns with my brand? Yes, where women safety um, is concerned, uh, against rape, against consent, against children, against uh, healthcare, against all these things I will speak out on. But where people are wanting to drag other people and are using other people to drag them, I'm not the one. If you have an issue with ZANU-PF or with MDC, all 65 of them, or with whoever else, darling, address them. Don't pull me to your party. I am not the one. If you want women to have a better chance in Zim, call me. I'm that one. You really dropped some poetic justice there. I, I, I've, I haven't looked at it from that perspective. I think you're very right in saying that, you know, in the context, especially of an African country, like we can talk America, we can talk, you know, the UK, whatever. Those are first world countries where there are places, there are systems that work very well or as well as they can, you know. But here, in, like in an African context, speaking on politics, you know, we've seen how they've dealt with the Hope Wilds and the Fadzais, you know, they have dragged these people through the mud, through the, through the justice system like dogs. They've treated them like literal criminals just for speaking up. You know what I'm saying? So I 100,000% 1, yeah. hear what you're saying when you say that like, as much as we can, we can say people owe it to the people with, 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 when, when, where much is given, much is expected, you know, at the same time, a lot of these people did not sign up to be an activist. You know, they just signed up to speak or to to have a, to make music or to do their shows or to to, to do whatever they do. You know, people didn't sign mm -hmm. uh, sign up to become political activists to go and sit in the jail cell and represent one hundred thousand people. So I feel that. 
people that will forget about you when you're in prison and then they move on to the next thing they'll be busy doing a busy challenge they'll be busy doing challenges and you you are there in prison saying i'm speaking for the people and people are <laughs> right. getting on great life on their right and they forget about you they really forget we've seen it with hopewell guys people are like okay hopewell babe like maybe you should just keep quiet now and he's like no like that's not what i'm doing like y'all don't have to support me but i know what i'm standing up for you know so i feel you 100 people get over you in a second we've been speaking about how the internet just chews you up and spits you out and it's the same with these kinds of situations people have moved on from zoom lives matter and the people who really have were speaking out are still suffering the consequences for speaking out so yeah I don't know, guys. Vera, sorry. I don't know, I don't know guys. I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. But I think when there's, there's certain tipping points in movements, right? And I think when those tipping points happen, if you choose to be on the wrong side of that tipping point, I think it speaks a lot to your character. If you are... I won't, let, let's move it away from Zimbabwe, then we'll bring it back to Zim. If, I am, if we are in America... There is the Black Lives Matter movement. There was a point last year when it was at its tipping point. Imagine if all the black celebrities in America were just like, well, this isn't really a part of our brand. And like, if we go out into the streets and riot, we could get jump kicked by the popo in our faces. So we're just going to keep quiet and just like hope for the best for the rest of y'all. You know, I think that would have like really messed up the movement. I think the encouragement of these celebrities saying like them standing up. I know Kevin Hart did a video. I know Jamie Foxx also did videos. I know a lot of African-American celebrities that were like, now nah, we were so for this because at the end of the day, they understand that they're also affected by this police brutality and all of this stuff. At the end of the day, Kevin Hart can be driving his fancy ass car, driving down, I don't know, Hollywood Boulevard and get stopped by Popo because they think that he stole the car as much as his face is everywhere. And we all know he's a celebrity. Same thing in Zim is that if, as much as we are celebrities, they're celebrities and they're people who are making their money and living their best lives. We're still all, you know, victims of this messed up system. And I think last year, especially with the Zim Lives Matter movement, we got to that tipping point where with extra support from those, you know, those heavyweighters, I call, you know, people of influence, the celebrities, the artists and whatever, those were our like heavyweight champs. And they could have come in with those last blows that actually would have made the government feel a certain type of way. So them being quiet, them undermining the movement was actually counterproductive, in my opinion. I just feel like when it comes to the point where it's a tipping point and you actually believe that movement, because at the end of the day, it's like what you said earlier, is that these celebrities, these influencers are nobodies. Now, if you don't want to support the people when they really need you to, to give back that support, then like, forget you then, Asha. We will not follow you. We will not download your music. Don't be out here tagging and saying, oh, new single. Oh, Nasa, we don't know you like that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Yes, patience. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I have my hand up. I was raised right, so I'm going to have my hand up and say, Vera, I hear you. My issue about the internet is that it's not everybody who is tweeting that is being an activist. People do it so that they are constantly 
in, in, in the wara wara, in the level, in the 1%, so that they look like people want to do it for love and likes. People are not being honest, right? If you ask these people that are busy tweeting these things, what is your lived reality? What is your experience? Do not tell you, what are you doing on the ground to make a change? There's nothing they will tell you. Are you a registered voter? Uh, have you ever voted? Uh, who's your councillor? Who's your MP? Uh, so then you think that without voting, what else are you doing? What's that faith without actions is a lie or something like that. And my issue is I hear that, but my problem becomes when we pick and choose the battles that celebrities or influencers should come in. There's been so many cases in this, our very, me, I'm not talking uh, like lives, America. I don't know America. I don't know which road leads me there, which uh, toll gate, which what, what. I know nothing. I am talking about here in Zimbabwe. There's been many cases, Vera, where we've needed people to come together and push this government, tip it over, as you say, and people have not come through. So as and when it pleases some circles, people want air, everybody should ride it. When it doesn't please them, nobody's riding. We had children that died that night. What was seven or nine children, babies that died in a maternity ward. For me, that is when the world, the country should have said, no, man, not on our watch. This should not happen because those are just nine little infants in one hospital. Imagine how many in rural hospitals are dying. That for me was a moment that we should have stood up and said, listen, enough right. is enough. As women, women are a majority in Zimbabwe. As women, we are saying we deserve better. We are the mothers. We are the sisters. We are giving birth to these people. Therefore, we want to make sure that women in Zimbabwe and in our time, on our watch, can go into a hospital and trust and believe they will deliver their baby and leave and go back home. We didn't. We tried, a few of us tried, and people were like, ah, hey, what in the, what in the, ah, hey. they canceled us, right? And you're like, really? Okay, we see you. What I'm getting from this, what I'm hearing is that I, I, we can't expect from people in position of influence. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I, I, I think it's, it's a lot to expect from people in positions of influence what we ourselves aren't willing to give you know like if we as the population who make up these influencers who give these people power aren't able to rise above and say yo this is what i want to do this is what i want to stand up for why then do we put these people in positions of influence as our beacons of society and say yo you need to speak on behalf of us because we have provided you with a platform. You know, I also think we need to remember what I'm learning in this process of having these conversations is that I think we need to remember what we put these people in their positions of influence for. We, we put them there because they make great music or they are amazing at cooking or they have great, you know, presenting skills or emceeing skills, or, you know, they're great rappers. We did not put them there because of the, their political positions, their political standings, you know? I think to a certain extent, we have to let people who are activists do their jobs as activists, you know? And we need to let people who are musicians 
do their jobs as musicians. I, I, I completely hear the other side of the argument, which says, you know, this is someone who has a platform. This is someone who has more reach than the average person. And so they are, you know, able to reach out to more people than you and I, you know. Uh, you know what? I don't know if you know what I'm saying, but I, I, I'm basically saying that there's two sides to this that I can see. Mm -hmm. I think we have to understand the perspectives in as much as we can say, yes, they should speak up. Yes, they were. Well, 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 well. The other side of it is there are so many uncalculated risks that are associated with making these statements with, you know, speaking up. And I don't know. I think it's a lot to expect from someone. I think as we said in a, in, in a previous episode, it's, it, it should come from a place of conviction. It shouldn't come from shaming. It should just happen naturally. If someone wants to speak on something, they should be empowered enough to use their own decision-making instincts and you know processes to want to answer and speak out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, I don't know if there's anything more you want to say on that on that segment of this conversation before we move it forward, because I feel like we can talk about this forever. We can debate, yeah. we can have a difference in opinions, but I think it's important for us to, to come to a certain uh, consensus and say that, you know, maybe we can just agree to disagree, or maybe um, we have a lot to learn from each other in the future. Um, I don't know. But um, I think that something we've all been able to see during this whole pandemic and this whole lockdown process is that a lot of celebrities seem to be out of touch with the reality that we're all facing right now in the world as it is in the times of coronavirus. And so um, there have been a lot of cases where we've seen celebrities being totally out of touch um, for example, at the beginning of lockdown last year in 2020, we saw celebrities all joining together and making this video of themselves singing and being like, oh, yes, coronavirus is going to end. Oh, stand together. Oh, love it. While they sit in their million dollar mansions and, you know, they mm -hmm. don't really know the true effects of coronavirus and how it really is affecting people of being stuck at home. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people. Living for today. It isn't hard to do Nothing to kill or die for And no religion too Imagine all the people I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Like people being stuck at home, they are losing jobs. They don't have money to pay rent. And then there's these celebrities who are singing like, oh, we can't wait to go back outside. We miss outside. But for now, stay inside. You know, like it was a bit out of touch. So my question is, what, what do you think that people in positions of influence can become out of touch? Do you think it's a symptom of having influence? <laughs> out of touch anyway. or, or do you think that like be, becoming out of touch is like, it's, it's, a, it's something that you allow to happen over time? I think, okay, I'm bad to behave because I think... Uh, when people have power, we move out of the ghetto and we move to the leafy suburbs. We move from catching public transport and we start having German-made cars. We stop eating um, our stwala and maguru exactly that we used to eat with the multitudes and we start going to eat sushi and warawara and be seen in fancy fancy places because that is what people expect power to be so in that process we lose why people loved us because we miss out on conversations it is in public transport it is at the market areas it is when you're walking down your your luggage luggage is being a location your ghetto streets it's at the shops it's by the guy who's selling roasted mealy right. the guy who's selling the granny who's selling um, chomolia the person those are the conversations that we miss out because those are the people that are actually on the ground so mm, now mm. we are sitting with our windows up. We are listening to uh, whatever we are listening to. We are not listening to people. We are now just going past people and like, we don't even see them. Yo, we're not offering <laughs> nobody. Left. We're not doing nothing. So now we are out of touch. And we then go forward and say, these are the people that we are representing. How are you representing people that you're not having conversations with? How are you representing an area that you don't live in? How are you representing? How are you even having the backbone to raise conversations that you don't know about? When people talk about we don't have water, you, you've got 55 Jojo tanks, you've got a borehole, you've got a warawara, you've got a warawara. When people are talking about not having homes and being worried about landlords, you, you've got 55 houses, you live in a bedroom that has 25 rooms and warawara. When people are talking about how it, this lockdown, as necessary as it is, it's affecting they are, their livelihoods. Because remember that in Zimbabwe, it's all SMEs. So if people can't sell their tomatoes on the streets, if people can't come into town, even those guys that recycle, if they can't come into town and pick up their plastic bottles to recycle, if people can't come in and set up their little, uh, what you call it, beta namo things, no, you can't relate. Because right. you, you're in your... You're at home, you're working from home, you're on Zoom with Vera and Jordan, and you're like, this is doing the thing, listen. You are sipping on drinks, you are planning for the weekend, you're going to have a dry, you're, like your life is perfect. How do you relate and say, I am for the people? What people are you for? The ones in your house, the ones in your leafy suburb, what people are you for? So when I think about that, I think about the problem then becomes, I take it back to us, the people. We put our power, in people that don't deserve it. 
Mm. We vote in people that don't give a fuck about us at all. All they want, all they see is an opportunity to get a hit. And once they are there, listen, ain't nobody coming for you, honey. Ain't mm. nobody. All this opposition for me, opposition, ruling party, it's the same thing. It's the same slice of bread. Just depends which side. All of them live in leafy suburbs. Which opposition leader do you know that lives in Udiriro? Which one do you know that lives in Mapukova? None of them. Listen, fam. Which one? Oh, this photo cat is too much. Have you seen your opposition people? Have you seen your MPs in parliament there when they are demanding pay DMs? Hey, our tablets don't uh, catch the Wi-Fi. But you are coming from a neighborhood where people don't have water. You are not right. saying anything. You're coming from a neighborhood where young girls are missing school because they don't have sanitary wear. But you, hey, you're coming from a neighborhood where children are being raped because there are no street lights. No, it's just this highlights. I don't like this highlights. I want the next one. Really? So for me, I think, one, we don't have leaders that have us at all, which is why I believe that we have to be our own heroes. Nobody is coming for us. The moment those people, I don't know, maybe it's the dinners or maybe it's living in leafy suburbs and waking up and seeing birds flying and palm trees and green lawn. People forget us, fam. People are just getting ahead. No one is fighting for you. People are getting paid. I go back to that whole Keshiism. That's what they call it. Because there's no one who's an activist. The true activists are still in the dusty roads. The true activists are locked up in prisons and nobody knows their names. The true activists have no time to tweet hashtag. The true activists are changing lives each and every day. Those are the real influencers. What we are doing this, this year, I mean, I'm an influencer because I've got 55 people that follow me. That is vanity and that is selfishness. And that is the generation, unfortunately, that we belong to. The true hard workers are breaking their backs still in the dusty areas, still suffering, still struggling and still making changes on the ground, not on the internet. Oh, 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 oh. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? You are, you've just come through with such, such a humbling piece of uh, like, that was just a chunk of like good food for thought, you know, good food for the mind. For, for real though, like this, the whole idea of like social media influences based on vanity. And I love that you brought that up. Like if you really, 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 really want to make an impact, it's, it's working with people in their everyday lives, working with the people who are most affected, you know? So I love that. I, I, I love that. You really spoke some truth there. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think also to a certain extent, you know, these revolutionists and these, like like what you're saying, like these leaders and whatever, they started off in the ghetto or in these communities that they were, that they're now representing. Mm. And I think sometimes to a certain extent, it's not that they, you know, that they don't know. I think they don't want to know it anymore because I've made it for myself. So if... You know, if we're out here doing this on Zoom, like Jordan and I can start off this her hour thing and then something will blow off for Jordan and she'll be like, well, I don't know her hour anymore with their cheap ass budget. And like, she'll move on to her life. She'll forget about, oh no, but we were trying to do a whole movement or whatever, but because she's fine. Like 
her own thing is sort and i think people humans inherently are selfish and that's why you don't that's why not everyone is an activist not everyone is a humanitarian not anyone is a philanthropist because people inherently inherently look after like we think about i need to make sure that vera is fine first once vera is okay then i can start what one hoping and looking after everyone else like out in these streets so i think sometimes like once their bank account is fine once their fridge is full it's now not so important that oh my gosh there's sewage that's just r- running wild in certain neighborhoods or there are doctors that are waiting to get into combis to come and go to work every single day and this means that they're putting themselves at more risk of catching covid and whatever they don't care about these things anymore because they're fine they're sitting comfortably in their mls and in their benzes and in the hiluxes that aren't in the right color as you rightfully said and look you V8, guys, those beautiful V8. Listen, those Land Cruisers, me also, I want. Listen, listen. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you have finished your thought, Vera. Um, no, I have, yeah. All right. Okay. So what I wanted to say is that I, I think in, in, in to, to basically just like tie everything together, I think we can... One thing we can see in humanity and in human nature is that people are like so driven to self-preserve. People just want to be like self-preservation is such a big part of being a human being um, to the point where like if you have, have this cause that you're running for, once it starts paying the bills and once you start feeling like, oh, the comfortable life, you forget and you're like oh well you know what um those people can figure it out i did my job i did my part i put them on so now they must do the rest of the work you know what i'm saying like that's what a lot of people are like it's this entitlement of i've done my part i'm tired now and someone else must do it it's always someone else mm-hmm. we're very like oh somebody mm-hmm. will do it. somebody else will pick up the slack somebody it's never i should do it i will do i will be the one to go and pick up the slack i will be the one to 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 push the boundaries or continue to push the conversation even when i have the money you know you would think that people who who were pushing these these agendas once they had the money would put their money back into funding these these initiatives you know what i'm saying but that's yeah. not the case it always goes back into oh you know i need to get my eyebrows microbladed oh my hairline is falling out i'm going to go and get it you know enhanced oh my nose or oh i need to buy a car or oh we don't have a swimming pool and and summer in zimbabwe is really hot so let's get ourselves a swimming pool you know it becomes rich people problems not everyday people problems like oh there's no water we're like we have so much water that we're going to install a swimming pool you know what i'm saying like are you kidding me you know <laughs> so that's how a lot of people end up putting themselves in places where they speak on something or they think that they have the the smarts to speak on something and they end up getting cancelled you know what i'm saying like they 
they find themselves in a position where people are like, you know what, girl, next time you should have just shut up because I don't know what you're talking about. You clearly don't know what you're talking about. And like this leads me to the next part of our conversation. And that this it revolves around cancel culture. And one person we saw being canceled, a really, really big person in media was Ellen DeGeneres. And we're all like, oh, we all know Ellen. We all know she's someone who is really influential. On her TV show, she puts on this front of, oh, be kind to one another. Oh, love each other. What, what, what? Giving people hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, $10,000, you know. That's the front that she puts on TV. That's her media personality. But behind the scenes, we were hearing accounts from her employees of being like, this woman is a bully. Like she is a horrible, horrible, horrible person because in her trying to uplift this idea that she's trying to present on television, she has a vision. She's so set on it that she bullies people into making sure that that dreamland stays perfect for her, you know? And so I wanted to ask you guys, if first of all, you think that cancel culture is real. Um, if you think, what are your thoughts around cancel culture? And then if you think it's real or not. I think it's real because and we are now living in a digital age. I think it is real. Is it effective? I don't know. Because then who then sets who to be canceled? you know, and who not to be canceled. So who then regularizes that? Like who should and who shouldn't? Because then it just goes, someone could just wake up. We've seen that with the internet. Someone could just wake up and decide that I have something against Vera, you know, and I'm gonna put her on blast. And then I will pick one thing, even if it's out of- Vera like, like a yeah, and I will just, and then put her on blast. And then all of a sudden she's going to wake up and be like, oh, Yon, let me brush my teeth and realize that the whole world is eating her alive. And there's no way once we do that where she can come back and say, actually guys, the story is, but we've canceled her and the internet never forgets. So when she goes forward and she wants to do other things, they will always remember her as Vera off. Yeah. You know, oh, that Vera. Oh, we now know people say, hey, we now know these things. We know, you know, and I think, I think it, I think we need to call people out. Yes, call them out and find, and only, I don't know how we prove that they are guilty or not guilty before we then give out the verdict of, you are cancelled. And then because now we are out here canceling each other, we as the people are canceling each other, left, right, center, left. And then the people that actually, because of that cancel culture, in the process of canceling people, we actually give them more, we like give them free marketing. Yes. You know, um, and we don't realize that when we talk about someone who's done bad, we're giving, because someone's like, who's that? And then they will look them up and like, oh, but we're giving them more power, you know? why don't we just mute them and not know them? Because my thing is like, when we're counseling, we're keeping them in power. I remember a while ago, Wendy Williams went through a phase because she said something about um, your King Phoenix or something about he's a cleft lip and she kept doing this and she kept doing this and people were so mad and people came for her. And I was like, in that process, you just put more money in her pocket. And when he shaves off his mustache, he's got a hairline fracture. He's got one of those um, what do you call it? Cleft lip. Yep. Cleft palate. Yep. 
He's, he's got yeah. this. Yeah. He's got this. Uh -huh. No, I find it to be, I find it to be very attractive. Because everyone is tapping to see that clip. Everyone is tapping to see the apology. Everyone's like, who's this Wendy Williams person? She's trending. Why not say, we see your bad behavior, treat it like a dog. When I had dogs, I used to train them. If they do something bad, walk away. <laughs> dogs, okay, I was about to say, and men, but I won't say that because I don't want men coming for me. Um, <laughs> if they do something horrible, don't acknowledge it and give it the light of day because you're feeding that fire. If someone is badly behaved, mute them. Be done with them. Don't even tell your friend about them because you're marketing them to your friend. Even if you're going, and even like it's the same way that we even forward messages, right? Why are you forwarding a message of people that I did? I don't want to see it. Why are you forwarding messages of someone who's sending uh, hate? Why are you, because you are supporting it. Why are you liking, why are you responding to bad behavior? The moment you give energy to bad behavior, you are becoming part of it. So for me, cancel, don't cancel because canceling is effort. Be done, be done, walk away and be like, I'm not the one, you picked the wrong one. I'm not this one. You're badly behaved. I'm not giving you any, any moment of my time. I'm just going to pretend like you don't exist. You are nothing. I don't see you. You are invisible. I won't greet you. I won't play your music. I won't, not, I won't see you. Like I will walk past you. And like, ah, patience, it's Vera. And I'll be like, did someone hear noise? Oh, okay, must be the wind. <laughs> love that, love that, love that. No, Vera, babe. Yeah, that's so true. I completely agree with you. Um, especially like what you're saying about people, when you start to, when you, some, when you see a scandal, and then you share the scandal with someone else, you're basically promoting this person. And what people don't realize is the more the more popular someone gets when someone starts trending, if it's a situation where it's like hashtag Veragate, everyone's going to be looking for this Vera item. And now I'm going to go to Econet and I'll be like, let's believe I'm going to go to Econet. I'll be like, so I now have 100,000 followers, <laughs> even though they all hate me, but I'll be like, give me a product. I will talk about it. These people are now putting money into my pocket. I always yeah. say bad news spreads faster than good news. And we need to change that. So instead of us, you know, going on and on and on about Ellen, who's been a rubbish person. Why don't we talk about that young kid that did the poem at, um, you know, the inauguration who broke world? Right. Whatever. Let's spread her story. Let's put her like on the on a higher platform because she's actually doing something good. And yeah, cancel culture. I just think that it it like what you're saying is that who's regulating it? Because there's nothing that stops a personal vendetta from getting someone cancelled i could have i met you years ago patience and now imagine if maybe you didn't hear me say hi and then you walked past me and i'm like you know what that patience girl is she's horrible she's a horrible person everyone loves her and then i go on twitter patience is a horrible person she ignores people she has no respect for black girls then now everyone is hating on patience and then maybe other people have had experience and that's done. Yeah, and then you're done, you're canceled, just like that, for, for my personal experience with you. And I feel like that's why, yeah, cancel culture for me, it's, it's very redundant, it's very toxic, it's very dangerous because there's no one who's regulating, there's no one who controls it. And when you have a free, um, 
I don't, I don't know how to word it, but like when you just have this like free governing and free persecution kind of situation, it can only end bad. There's no way for it to be a good thing. It can only end badly. So yeah, that's just my two cents. I completely agree with both of you. I think that it doesn't exist. I think I'm very clear on my position. It's, it's not real. I don't think cancel culture is a real thing. It's, it's just like a word that we like to put onto, uh, you know, like we live in the world of categorization and, you know, labeling things. And so I think that it's just another label for when someone is going through it, the internet is dragging them through the mud. And I think if they have a good PR team or if, you know, a lot of what I've noticed is that a lot of celebrities, they just keep quiet. And then it blows over like it does with the internet. The internet is that kind of a place. People will get over it. They may not forget, but they'll get over it. And so, yeah, I think it's it's just another thing. It's a phase. It's it's a phase phase kind of thing. It's not a phase that the world is going through. I think that it's going to go on for as long as we have, you know, phones and social media, and we, you know, are so connected as we are, and. I think that it, it just, it's a sad thing. Like Patience said, it's, it's, it helps people to grow their bank accounts, to get people that follow them, people who agree with them. Let me tell you something about the world that, that we live in. There is always, always, always someone that stands on the side of the contrary. And so if they see a lot of people standing in, speaking on something they will always say actually i don't agree with you i want to be the opposite of that you know there are a lot of people who believe in being the antithesis or being a contrarian and so they will always have people to support them so yeah i i think <laughs> go ahead one quick one i will i will share something with you that was profound for me about learning when i say that ignore it and pretend it doesn't happen Many years ago, when Oprah was still doing her show, she talks about it when she's doing her 25 years, blah, 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 blah thing. She says that she was doing the most. If you used to watch her shows when she still had the big hair and the two-piece aki one, what are things. Um, she used to bring on the Ku Klux Klan. She used to bring on uh, racists. She used to bring on uh, homophobes. She used to bring on, like, all this strange. It was like a Jerry Springer of note right and she says that she used to give these people a chance because in her thinking she was chasing the rates and she was talking about things that was uh, things that were happening and she says she had an aha moment when she realized that she was actually giving a stage and a powerful platform to such negativity because through her show she the, the 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 clan was growing through her show uh, racism was growing through her show. Homophobes were growing through her show. All these people were finding an outlet. And they were right. like, oh, oh, that makes sense. And then that's when she says she decided to cut it. It meant that her ratings would go down. But she was like, I realized that I want to use my platform for positivity. And I will only showcase feel-good stories, positive stuff, nothing bad. Because not on my watch. So I wish we could all do that, what Barry is saying. Let's promote the good and like not even give the darkness any time of day. Love that. Love that. 
so we have been speaking on influence this for the past few minutes i won't say a few because i'm saying a few because i want to you know it's mind tricks i'm trying to keep you here with us even though it hasn't been a few minutes obviously but you know it's just been a few minutes stay with us you know so the next part of this conversation is um you know, here on Her Hour, we, uh, I've said, you know, maybe 16 times in the past five seconds. So <laughs> here on Her Hour, we like to be solutions-based. Instead of just complaining, 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 yapping, 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 there always has to be something that we can take home or something that we feel like could potentially help people as much as the conversation can help shape people's perspectives, opinions, views. We need to be very explicit about giving out good advice. And so the next part of this conversation is basically, I just want to ask you both if there is anything that you could give to anyone who is starting out in this world of influence, anyone who wants to have a voice, anyone who is finding themselves in a position of, of influence who doesn't know what to do with it, or, you know, someone who is like, yo, I'm watching her hour and I'm like, yo, I want to be like Miss Patience, you know? What advice would you give to them? <laughs> Don't run, run, run. <laughs> Don't do it, it's a trap. It's a, it's a trap. I would say first thing first you need to have an honest and serious conversation with yourself because only then will you know what it is that you're passionate about don't be those two cents a dime whatever people that are like oh today we are matching against yay I'm here well, tomorrow we are saying, yeah, I'm here. Tomorrow, yeah, I'm here. Nah, 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 nah. Decide what, what is it that speaks to you? What is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you're willing to stand for? Because if you then know what that thing is, you will stick with it. You will defend it. You will fight for it. You will be able to say when they come for you, you'll be like, this is where I stand. This is where I stood. This is where I will always stand. Don't be a wishy-washy. The wind is blowing east. Mm. Yeah, today we're doing a, a hashtag Zampiev must go. Wishy-washy. Ah, yeah. Wishy-washy. Ah, yeah. Flower your life's matter. Wishy-washy. 2023. Pick a side and once you find it that is what you run with right what is it that you're about do you just want to be famous for being famous have a sex tape when that one dies down have another one when that one dies down continue if that is what you're about if you want to do makeup do the best makeup ever and not expensive stuff. Try and figure out who are your friends. Because if your friends don't believe in your grind, friend, know that there's a problem. If your friends are just like, ah, yeah, sure, yeah, we got you. <laughs> it's either your grind is shit or your friends are shit. So you need to now check. You, are your friends watching? 
your show? Are your friends saying, oh, friend, you do the best uh, makeup. Please make me up. Are your friends subscribing and believing in your dream? If they are not, question, is it the friends or is it the hustle? Then make the cut. If it's the hustle that shit, cut it out, move on to the next thing. If it's the friends that are shit, cut them out and move on to the next thing. But don't just enjoy, you know? So find out what is it. And then be strong about it. Be driven about it. Remember, it won't happen overnight. Uh, listen, I am. I, I I have been on Instagram for I don't know how long. I think I'm. If, if I've even clocked three thousand followers, it's a miracle. My right. son is bloody twenty one. My son will put up a stupid picture, and from nowhere you will have a thousand likes. And I'm like, you're nobody. Like, who are you? And I'm like, no, but no, we grew up. But then think about it. He's grown up in high school. They already had social media. So already this kid at school, and then he's got rugby, wara wara, so other schools. And then he's got girls' schools because girls will be girls and boys will be girls. And then they know each other. Now he's adversity. Already just from those four that I'm mentioning, he's tapped into figures that I wish I had. And I have to now pay $5 to promote a piggy channel. I'm not that one. I'm like, nah, fam, it's okay. <laughs> I ain't got $5. That's going that direction. But you need to know that it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sweat. It's a lot of notes. It's a lot of tears. If you're like me, it's a lot of tears because I get frustrated when I don't get what I want and I think I deserve it. It's a lot of praying. It's a lot of praying. It's a lot of trusting. It's a lot of networking and praying that you network with people that believe in your dream, with people that will push you, with people that will open doors for you. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of sleepless nights because you're trying to come up with the right concept. You're trying to come up with the right English because English is not my mother. For me personally, English, listen, it dies, it finishes. But then I have to come up with the paper when I'm writing and I'm saying, Makamba, I want, Makamba is like, write it in English. Ah, English manji. Okay, so now I have to move my mind from developed thinking to English, but also make it sound like, it's fencing and I put nice words of student companion in there and things like that so that it works. It's a lot, but there'll be a lot of no's. No's would be the, for me, no's have broken me. And for some people, I guess they become so much that they forget that it is character building. It is a mm -hmm. no to find your strength because at times it's not at this time or not this one. This one is not for you. Or go back grow, be better, do better. We know you can do better. For me, the nose as painful as they are have been what fire is to gold, have been what fire is to diamonds. They've refined me. They've made me want it even more. They make me want to go out because people are like, listen, you're not, the, you're not exactly what we're looking for because you're like that. I don't know what that is, but I'm like, no, I need to work harder. So that those people that are like, you're like that, you're not what we're looking for, can watch me doing it for other people, getting paid by other people that want this, right? While you're sitting there right. thinking, yeah, doing doesn't matter, blah, 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 blah. Remember, those that need to know you, those that need to hear you will know you and they will hear you and they will hire you. You are sold, honey. I keep saying it. You are sold, honey. 
salt is not for everyone. You won't find every Tom, Dick, and Hen dipping into a, a salt shaker and kumaring it. I don't know what kumaring in English. Like I said, English is not my mother. Not everyone's going to be like, it's salt, it's salt. No, baby. But everyone <laughs> does that with sugar. Don't be sugar. Don't be loved by everyone. Be right. for people who have an expensive palate. Be for people that understand what flavor and taste is. So it will be hard. It's hard being salt. As important as it is, we all forget about it. We don't put it on our shopping list. We don't mm. think about it. We do. But we can't eat without it. Mm. You know? Mm. So if this mm. is what you want to do, it will be hard. But if you put your everything into it, it's worth it. It is worth it. It is fun. If you meet amazing people, I've met amazing people. I've met Vera. Like I keep saying, Vera and I met many years ago. And it's so fun and, and interesting that when we look back on our journey, when we met Vera, think about it, the people that we met then, the circles, how others are now directors of this, how Vera is sitting on a leather chair, I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> how people are doing amazing things, but that is a network. That is what networks are. Networks are what you need to invest in. So if you want to be an influencer, pull up your panties, tie your shoes, tuck in your tears, wow. do it. Don't do it because you think you maybe I want to explore. Don't like, I, I, I'm not so sure, maybe, but I kind of, nah, do it. And it's something that you have to wake up each morning and say, I am doing this. You won't get paid. You won't, wada, wada, no one will appreciate you. You won't win awards. Nobody will know your name, but you will know what you've done. So if you're mm. going to do it, do it good. If you're like, thinking about it, don't do it. I have nothing to nothing to subtract. I feel like you just dropped the mic right there. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> right. You even gave me something, you know. I I am I am also here learning from you. There's so much that I, I, I could take away from everything that you just said. That's that was so powerful and I really, really appreciate you sharing that with us, all of us watching here. Um, and to be honest, I, I think that you're right in saying that it's, 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 it's something that you need to know that you want. It's, it's now time for you to begin um, building for yourself a thick skin because this is not an easy thing to do. People are going to tear you down. People are going to say things about you, about your character, about your appearance, about, you know, the decisions you've made. And yeah, you can't control the way people's minds work. You can't control what people are going to say. People are vicious and vile and you will see sides of human beings that you've never seen before. So I think... You need to build a thick skin because this is a rough industry. This is not something for the, the faint at heart. And I don't want to sway you from it. If you are faint at heart, I think in saying that, if you know that you are someone who is, is very sensitive, I think make sure that you have a good support system. People who can like reassure you, who can keep you in the right state of mind, keep your mental health in check. 
and let you know that like sometimes people are just spinning hate it's not always the truth so i think this leads us to the final segment of our conversation and this is where we are no longer important me and vera we don't have a say in this we are just here to spectate and basically what i want to say is that we are opening the floor up for you to sound off and say whatever you feel like you need to say that we have left out of the conversation if you feel like there's anything that you are passionate about that you want to plug right now if there's anything that you feel like um you want to like when you were talking about the salt this is the moment for you to pull out the salt shaker open it up and ah. right so yeah we're just going to open the floor up to you open the platform and go ahead first things first i want to say that to the women whatever happens in this world remember first things first that you are a queen Treat yourself as a queen. Hold yourself to a standard of a queen. Whoever comes in your life, whoever is in your life, whoever you meet, let them know you are a queen and they should not fuck with the queen, right? Ah! So if you hold yourself to that standard of royalty, no court jesters are going to come at you. Fuck them. Put yourself there so that anyone who comes at you they better come with everything or with nothing. You deserve it. You are royal. Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody tell you who you are because you know who you are. And you, honey, you, honey, are the queen. You are a life keeper. You deserve to be on this earth. You deserve to take up space. Stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. Stop dimming your light for other people to shine. Stop Dreaming, smaller dreams. Stop dreaming in black and white. Dream in color, honey. Let your dreams scare the fuck out of you. You are a queen and nothing is ever too good for Mm, a queen. mm, mm. And to the men, you are a king. And a king treats people with love, with respect. They honor people. A king is measured by the people around them. Are they safe? Are they provided for? Are they healthy? Are they loved? Do they feel safe around you? So, honey, if I am a queen, I need to be with the king. Not with a beep, 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 beep person right so i am a proud feminist but i will say this i can only be a queen in a land that has men that know they are kings i can only be a woman in a world that knows that they are men and men can only be men if they know that they are living in a world with women And kings can only be kings if they know that they are queens. Enough fighting, enough back and forth. Let's move forward together. Leave nobody behind. Let us change because, and this one is special, for black and brown people, 
We are royalty. We are not ugly. We are not gay. No, fam. We are not the devil. We are the queens. We are the ones that have built this globe. So let us always remember we are beautiful. We are worthy. We are enough. We deserve not just some of it. Now, we deserve it all, all the good things. So if you're listening and you're an hour ranger, you are precious. You are worth whatever you are. You deserve to do it all. Like, listen, everything. Don't do some of it because, no, don't dim your light. If they can't handle your shine, they don't deserve you, honey. Keep walking. Those that deserve you, those that will even make you shine even brighter are there waiting in the wings. Don't settle for bullshit. You are not bullshit. You are royalty. So rise, rise, rise and take your space on this earth. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. For everything, not just that, everything that you brought to this episode, I think this is, this has truly, honestly been such a humbling experience. I think I, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know about Vera. But for me personally, it's definitely been such a humbling experience. You brought so many gems to the conversation and you've changed my perspective on a lot of things that I had thought that were set in my mind, you know. Um and so I really appreciate it. I, I really want to say thank you so much for coming on and being a part of this conversation and being a guest on our show and sharing yourself with the Our Rangers and us. Um, shout out to Vera for being such an amazing, amazing co-host. Um, and so if you guys want to check out Patience Piri, her uh, social media handles are on the screen right now or they have been and so you can just click on that hit up her socials hit up her you know hit her up if you want to do business with her don't even don't even hesitate to hit up her dms and say yo we want to work with you we want to collaborate this is the time to be working with different yep. people this is the time to be listening to new voices if you haven't heard people's voices pay attention guys because you never know where you are going to get your next great piece of advice like myself i came into this conversation knowing we were going to have a great conversation but i didn't really think that i would walk away with it packed with so much like i'm like are you kidding me are you kidding me are you kidding me you are amazing patience i really really appreciate you and so yeah feel free to subscribe to our channel if you are new here if you want to be a new hour ranger you are always welcome to our family we are a growing family every day there is someone new joining us and so we would love to have you be a part of our little family which is growing we will eventually be a big family if that's what you're interested in so hit us up hit the comment section leave a few emojis leave us a heart emoji for patience leave a crown Actually, if you've seen, I'm stealing this from another YouTuber that I've seen, but if you've seen this whole video, please leave a crown in the comment section so that we know you watched it up to this point. And so yeah, like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your family, and 
just something to leave you guys with at the end of this episode is that in the theme song of the season two, her, our um, title sequence, there's a line that says, every hour is your hour. And I need you to understand the gravity of that. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. And we will see you on the next one. Love you. Bye. Pose. Oh, swag, dripping, dripping, click, strike up, pose.